Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects, one subscription gets you everything with IXL Learning, and all the kids in your home work off one from pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com IXLAV. Visit IXL.com IXLAV to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining Fitzy and Hart now on the Harbor One Hotline, one of the bright, young, rising stars of the Boston sports media scene. He has done tremendous work over the past several years for the Boston Herald. His pieces and exposés have informed the masses, giving them the dirty news and unfortunate truths of what's really been going on behind the scenes with your favorite football team and Foxborough and more. He is the host of the Pats Interference Podcast, which... Full disclaimer, I had the pleasure of being the guest on this week. The one, the only, Mr. Andrew Callahan joins the show. What's up, my guy? Hey, thank you, Fitzy. Check is uh, in the mail, fella. And if I ever wanted to apply to TMZ, I feel like all I'd have to do is just put that 30-second clip in. No resume, no cover letter. <laughs> I, I think not that that will ever, ever, ever happen. I can see you standing alongside Harvey Levin one day taking a check. We all got to get that. We all got to get that cash to burn, my man. 
I know. You've been you've been very kind. I, I appreciate the praise even on that pod yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Fake trades, Elliot Wolf talk. We, we had a good time. Uh, which I thought, considering all the topics we discussed and whatever is at the fore, forefront of uh, Patriots discussion right now, made you a prime and perfect guest. So <clears throat> tell me, uh, now that we've had a couple of days, we talked about it obviously on your pod yesterday, and the news broke Wednesday. It was a very active midweek. Uh, Mike Cadlick and I jumped all over it on a live six rings as well. As you've had a chance now to sit with everything from Van Pelt last week through McAdoo and then the flurry of hires that were either made legitimate or announced or speculated upon Wednesday, how are you sitting with the front office? It's uh, fine. Capital F. And honestly, <laughs> that's, that's my characterization of uh, a lot of the offseason. I think it's fair uh, just because, you know, when you look at the offensive coordinator search, you know, and I, we'll get the front office, you're looking at the top names, a lot of them turn the Patriots down. And that's understandable. You look at the personnel, new head coach, green head coach, all those different things in the front office. You know, they didn't even open a search. So my line has been throughout this, you know, Gerard Mayo might be the right guy for the job of the head coach. I believe in Gerard Mayo. I think Elliot Wolf is a well-respected executive. His blind resume, interviewed for three other GM jobs, been in the league for 20 years, came up, did it the hard way. Like, you would want that guy in your building. But in either instance, the Crafts can never, ever say that they hired the best candidate because they didn't know all of the candidates available. They never opened a search. And so that's just a hard thing to live with if you're someone who, I like Elliot, but it's hard to give this for grading it, you know, an A, because, again, they never opened the job to everyone available. What do you expect the biggest change to be, as we observe here, Elliot Wolf in control of free agency, the draft, this offseason? What do you think the marker will be where we'll be like, okay, it's a different time in Foxborough? You know, Andy, I think we won't know that answer, sadly, for two years or so unless Elliot comes out and shares his playbook in a press conference, which, of <laughs> course, would be a stark change in and of itself uh, from Bill because, you know, these things take time. Like, they can install new scouting processes, and then we look at a, uh, the next draft class and be like, oh, okay, here are some differences. But was that a one-year blip, a la the Tyquan Thornton and Cole Strange uh, picks within a larger sample that we knew what the Patriots typically wanted year in and year out from the drafts? Or is that, a, is that a real sign of change? So you don't know until two or three years down the road. I will say this, though. I think you will see a difference in spending right away, not because of Elliott, but because they have cash to burn, as we all heard. And the Patriots need to meet the salary floor upcoming uh, for the next three years, which is written to the CBA. Teams have to spend X amount. The Patriots have not done that the last few years. You'll see them really throw some money around a free agency, I believe, next month. Now, you think they're going to be throwing that money around just for the – I, I guess I ask, like, it's not just going to be so that they can silence the doubters and the critics and, and get up to where they need to, uh, the league-mandated uh, spending minimums, if you will, Andrew, but, like, it's also kind of a, a a little bit of a sign of desperation as well because the roster has so many holes in it. So if ever, I guess, there were an off season where they were going to quite literally burn some cash, I, I, I guess now is it. Uh, and having watched the Patriots do it three years ago and temporarily buying their way back into relevance – only to then see the roster develop, you know, more chasms and cracks and, 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 and holes. Do you think they'll be a little more cautious this time around? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be less cautious than they were three years ago when it felt like everyone in the free, uh, front office got drunk before free agency. And John o. Smith, there's $72 million. Hunter Henry, blank check, uh, right. Devon Gotchow, everything that happened then, because that then was the record. So you're, you're, you're really not surpassing that. What I, I think you'll see them spend on, though, 
uh, are, are up front, you know, offensive and defensive lines. Again, not only just because of the current state of the roster, which, like, look, it, your options are either, as you put it, be desperate and throw mm-hmm. money and fill those holes, or just sit on your hands, which they did last year, looking at the free agency class, going, eh, you know, Jawan Taylor, eh, like Mike McGlinchey, whatever, and, and didn't do anything. And that was clearly not a good plan or a good option. So I think they'll build out from the trenches because Elliott comes from an old-school style of scouting and mm-hmm. thinking and philosophy with Green Bay. And over the years, that's proven out to, to generally work. Okay, so first note from the trenches, if he takes a tackle at three, I'm going to be pissed. Second note, uh, <laughs> I need you to sell me on Alex Van Pelt because uh, I feel a little cynical and negative as I am wont to be at times in my life and in my career. But he seems like a guy that everybody says is a great guy, nice guy. Great, like, what's he going to do for the offense? Why should I be excited about Alex Van Pelt taking over the offense? All right, so I want to make clear right up front. My my grade for this hire was a C, C plus. Like, okay. I'm okay. still in the capital F fine category. That's how I feel. I'm selling this because you asked me to. You're a friend. I'm on the radio. Let's make some uh, some sports talk radio. Alex Van Pelt, from a, a personnel and an experience standpoint, a personal standpoint, is exactly what you need for the Patriots right now. And as the Patriots, you are a team that does not have a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You are a team with an offense for the last two years has been sunk by your own dysfunction and distrust and poor coaching and relationships. Alex Van Pelt comes in with over 20 years of experience inside the league. About two decades of that is as a coach. Everyone you talk to, including Drew Bledsoe, who I spoke with this week, wrote a piece in the Herald going back to his days in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, says he's a great guy. He will unify the building and bring it together. So whether it's the resume, having been an offensive coordinator twice, having coached quarterbacks virtually in half of the league stops, and as a guy who is going to bring together, he's going to elevate the floor. He's a floor raiser. This will not be a basement offense last year. Questions about the ceiling? Totally fair. But the Patriots right now don't need to fly at 10,000 feet. They just need to get off the jetway, the runway. And so he's hiring experienced coaches, coaches who have been around good quarterbacks, know what functional offense looks like, and his ability to take from all these different experiences, different Shanahan offenses, West Coast systems, will meld a system. That's not just one thing. He'll have a plan A and a plan B and simplify it, as Drew told me, a very, very complex game for either a rookie quarterback or the next guy and build him up in a way that the whole offense needs to be built back up uh, over the next couple of years. Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joining Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI via the Harbor One hotline. Okay, that's exactly, Callahan, you just nailed exactly what I feel like the entire offseason has been, maybe up to and including or beginning with Mayo, but most especially since they hired Gerard Mayo as the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots. It's all been about high floor guys. Like the Patriots have had so many different swings and misses with different personnel, obviously different draft choices, free agents and more. And that is what, to me, caused Bill Belichick to ultimately lose his job as head coach of the Patriots. It was, we have to cut out Bill Belichick, the personnel guy, and we're going to unfortunately have to sacrifice the greatest football mind and head coach in the league at this moment to be able to do that. So now they bring in younger, experienced guys, slightly different way of thinking, a little less reliant on analytics as we discussed on the pod this week. Cleveland was a little too analytics heavy. I believe Elliot Wolf is not such a data-driven football guy, but more like a traditionalist football guy. So there is comfort, at least, I think the organization took in these guys, and I think Patriots fans should take. And there's Drew Bledsoe in that new piece that you just put together, backing you up on the idea that you've got high-floor guys, uniters, and people that will make you feel comfortable about organizing a competent football program again. 
Yeah, and I'll say this. Like, getting along is not a prerequisite for winning football games. Uh, look at the last few years of Tom Brady's career in New England. 17, when that big ESPN Wickersham story comes out, all the friction that was fostered uh, because of Alex Guerrero, which led to disagreements between Belichick and Brady, uh, Gronk and Belichick, even Josh McDaniels had to play, you know, peacemaker in that relationship for the longest time. And so that's not necessary. But if you're going to have friction and dysfunction in your talent level, is it to the point where you can overcome that and paper over those issues like we saw last year when they were dysfunctional and went 4-13? and That's a problem. So Alex Van Pelt, again, is someone who has been around the league. He's a football lifer. He's obsessed. This is what he does. This is how he breathes. This is what he does. And it, what he'll coach is going to bring out the best in everyone, I think, personally, whether he provides a strategic edge every single Sunday. We don't know yet. But it's a solid hire, I think, for the Patriots. You also just have to confront with the reality of, like, oh, I wanted someone better than Alex Van Pelt. I wanted Shane Waldron or whomever. The Patriots' job is not attractive, and that's something I think fans just have to grapple with. There's no allure now. You're not taking a discount to be coached or to work with Bill Belichick or to coach Tom Brady. You're coming to Foxborough, Massachusetts, for a team that's gone 29 and 39 in the last four years and has a history of not spending as much on players and coaches. That means you have to pay a tax to get these people, offer more money, And we've seen that the last couple of weeks with the coaches and should next month in free agency. Andrew, along those lines, what was your reaction to Robert Kraft's comments uh, from Vegas about, you know, every coach for 30 years, they've never kept him from getting everything, anything they wanted. And Bill Belichick was the one kind of controlling the purse uh, over the last couple of decades. How How did you react to those comments? And were you surprised they even came? Uh, I was not surprised because, Andy, I think we heard a lot of this last year. And, and look, someone had to bring that to my attention. Be like, this isn't that new. And he spoke at the owners' meetings last March or May, I believe, and said, I've never turned Bill down when he wants more money. I've always be open to sign more money. This, to me, the fact that he says it again, revealed some sort of sensitivity on the craft's part, which we know. They're, they're very yep. image conscious. This is a guy who's in his 80s. He's at the end of his ownership. He wants to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He wants to put himself in the best light possible. And so they're sensitive to any criticisms about not spending. When Belichick, let's be clear, has had roster control for the last 20 years. He had final say. Now, can I vouch for the fact that Robert alleges he pushed to offer more expensive contracts and got turned down? No. He said that yesterday. It was new. But it's interesting to me that in this hour-long conversation with reporters, and kudos to everyone who paid their way to go to Vegas and speak with Robert. We did not at the Herald. Of course, I wish I was there. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that was allowed on the record was something he had already said and something is about spending was kind of curious to me when the facts are the facts. They're dead last in spending on players over the last 10 years. And who who do do we have to either blame for or attribute that to? Is it Belichick? Is it Kraft? Bill! Yeah, Bill. Okay. He was pointing that finger. Everybody's pointing well, then why fingers. Are we do, then why? What is with the bill? What is with the anti-bill campaign, Andrew? Why is this all of a sudden like he's gone? We, we are where we are. Does it make anyone feel better? Is anyone going to sleep at night? Are they going to be better against Buffalo in the fourth quarter? Are they going to not throw picks against Miami in the third quarter uh, because we're going to blame Bill for everything now? And and you know Lombardi and everyone else wants to blame Mac. The blame game is going to get you the same place that you're going to get if you're stuck in traffic on 93. Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. So it need, this, this crap needs to stop. Well, it's because Bill's gone. There, there's no more finger-pointing at him, which we all did for drafts, free agent signings, the losing record, the inability to get a first-quarter lead in any of these games. So the crafts are left at the top of the organization. Drad Mayo hasn't coached the game yet. Like, we're all projecting what he will right. or won't do. Right. But the crafts are feeling some heat. Like, that, that to me, again, wasn't the comments. 
it was the fact that he made an effort in the sit down. The only thing he let out from this mostly off the record conversation was about spending. So they feel the heat and the criticism. And I, I put blame on both Kraft and Bill because Rob, Robert is Bill's boss. So if he really wanted to give an extra million or two, as we heard this week, to Jacoby Myers, and he wanted to make that happen, he could have. What, the reason he says he does not is because if he inserts himself into football decisions and it goes wrong, then he can't hold Bill accountable because then he stepped on his toes as the chief football decision maker. I get that line of thinking. The thing is, though, the buck does not stop with Bill when Bill's not the most powerful person in the organization. The spending is both on Kraft and on Belichick. All right, Andrew. Can, oh, I, I, I mean, we're Andy. We're well past the guy. Right. I don't like real radio. This is why podcasts are good. All right, sneak in a quick last question, and then Andrew will tell us who he's picking in the Super Bowl. And then okay, I'll, and then I'll get an angry message from the boss. Twenty second three step plan for Andrew Callahan. We've talked about GM coaches, all that. Cra- the quarterback situation. How do you envision the quarterback situation playing out as it stands here in February? I think they make some aggressive pitches to uh, folks like Jacoby Brissett a veteran you can bring in is going to bring that room together a year after Mac and Bailey Zappi, I had heard, were taking different elevators to avoid each other in the hotels uh, before games. Wow. No more of that. You need a unifier, someone familiar with the system to sign them in for agency. Maybe they sign, maybe they don't. And I think without question, you'll see the Patriots draft someone on day one or day two of the draft. As of now, without having you know taken a headfirst dive into the film yet, but that's coming, uh, I would lean towards taking a quarterback at three, it's a quarterback-driven league. We all know that. And I think that pairing of a veteran backup, a bridge to your rookie, star rookie, is, is the best plan out there. And who you got tomorrow? Uh, I got the Chiefs. I can't, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. This, this Chiefs parallels, man, with the early Brady run and the Patriots is, uh, is a little scary. Good defensive team. But Niners did not look good in the playoffs. Uh, I think Chiefs, 23-20. The the 2018 Patriots to the 2023 Chiefs parallels will likely continue tomorrow. I wish I could disagree with you, but I can't. And that's not just because we have similar taste in football talk and great beer made on the South Shore. You can follow him at underscore Andrew Callahan. You can read his latest piece about Drew Bledsoe talking Alex Van Pelton more in the Boston Herald. He joined us on the Harbor One Hotline. As always, banger of a spot, my guy. Thanks so much. Great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Much love. Thanks, Andrew. The best, as I tell you, he is the gold standard of the new faces of Boston sports media. Andrew Callahan joins us on the Harbor One Hotline here on Fitzy and Hearts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.